0: That'll do, Damon. (laughs) That'll do. Welcome to Your (laughs) Inner Child as an Idiot, the podcast where you revisit things from your childhood and see if they were any good. I'm DJ.
1: I'm Damon. I can announce myself. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
0: It's only been like eight years we've been doing this podcast, and you Women's finally... Women's <laughs>
1: rights, I can name myself.
0: Today, we're watching Babe, biopic about Babe
1: Ruth. Yeah. The Sultan John of Goodman is great.
0: No, we are watching Babe, the allegory for uh, the uh, Russian nation. I think Babe is Trotsky in this one, is that right? <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And uh, Farmer Hoggett is, I believe, just capitalism.
0: Yes, yeah. He represents uh, the proletariat, I think, and their love of capitalism.
1: Oh, yeah. And don't forget that all pigs are created equal, but some are created more equal than Mm -hmm. others. Napoleon, you bastard.
0: Disturbingly prescient. Uh, (laughs) We're watching Babe, which is a story about pigs, although it is not the same as Animal Farm. We were conflating... For humor's sake. Tell me about this movie because I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen it referenced a lot. I've seen Does it
1: get referenced a lot?
0: I mean, that'll do, Pig. It was Is that it though? It was referenced in uh, Shrek, that part. Uh That'll do Donkey. Um, wow. okay. And there's another thing, isn't there? Um Isn't there another famous thing
1: that happens in this? let me uh (laughs) uh in it hubbard yeah no oh el uh hugo weaving's in it oh that elrond not elrond not elrond hubbard okay elrond the elvin founder of elrond scientology yeah got it um what is he what is he doing he's a dog oh he's the his voice oh yeah plenty of people just walking in doing voices is, what do you um, got? 20 minutes? Come in, we're gonna pay you two million dollars to be a voice. No one was paid two million dollars. <laughs> is thoughts. uh Jimmy Cromwell the only human in this movie? Uh there's also his there's a wife in this mm-hmm. and a handful of other, but yeah, he's the big big kahuna.
0: Is um is Babe threatened with being slaughtered in this? Oh, is yeah. that a big part oh, of the plot? Fla- yeah.
1: Do you just wanna piece it together on your own? I mean I may have seen this.
0: I don't it's definitely not like a a, you know, signpost in my childhood. Like, I don't remember much mm-hmm. about it at all. Uh, I do remember, like, seeing... And it might have been later, because I don't know what the juxtaposition of those movies, but I remember seeing... Uh, what's the Star Trek that James Cromwell's in? First Contact, or...? He
1: might be in First Contact.
0: I remember seeing... Isn't he the and,
1: guy who invents Lightspeed? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: remember seeing that movie and being like,
1: oh, it's the guy from Babe. Like, I knew... You knew enough. But I might have seen it after... Like I, I mean, don't this, know if that
0: came out before or after. Babe, James
1: Cromwell's been around since a time immorial, immemorial.
0: Was in my favorite show ever, Six Feet Under.
1: Yeah, he yeah. played uh, the fifth foot.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think this was like his first. Like this was when we all decided to learn his name. Finally, you know, <laughs> you'd just been a
0: character actor. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, the old scrawny guy. Yeah, got it. Yeah. But um, this I love this movie. Okay. I think it's a beautiful movie, okay. and it makes me cry.
0: So you have seen? Have you seen this regularly?
1: I mean, it's not like I have a setting on my DVD player to just automatically start at Thursday at 5 p.m.
0: But you do own this on DVD, which is That is, is correct. Telling. That
1: yeah. is correct. I have seen it enough, and I know I'm going to love it by the end of it. And I'm going to ugly cry. You know how sometimes I describe crying as hot eyes? Because yeah. my hi- eyes get hot, but right. they never actually release the tears. Right. It's like they're threatening me, like, don't you do it. <laughs> I actually usually sometimes... <laughs> a lot of qualifiers, but I actually usually sometimes cry.
0: Do you, think, uh, do you think I'll cry?
1: I don't know. Are you human? Yes, but I'm not a pig. Originally, um, Philip K. Dick used If You Cried at Babe to decide if you were a, stim- a simulant. See, I've never seen that right. movie
0: either. Uh, so. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Um, it's got the old Ryan Gosling in it. <laughs> um grumpy ryan gosling is what i call harrison ford right yeah just so mad <laughs> The most recent interview i saw with him he was mad that carrie fisher was dead he was like mad well i'm mad too i guess well he's mad that she brought up their sex life well or mad that, that she was made up her she sex was life <laughs> no but this one was like she's dead and he's like yeah and they were like, "Oh, were you angry that you brought up the sex?" And he was like, "I was confused." And they're like, "Do you want me to continue asking you questions?" Yeah. He's like, "No." <laughs> was, that's well. Like, I mean, that's huh. Harrison Ford. Just how he approaches interviews. Somehow, still charming.
0: Yeah, I'm less charmed now than.
1: I, I don't used know. To I'm be. more charmed. Yeah, I'm like, be as mad about it as you can. I mean, on one hand, do what
0: you want. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, and it's it is a lot of inanity just in the. Being a movie star. Like, they get lot, asked a lot of dumb and questions. And being in and... a lot
1: of movies that they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Bring it back. Right. Bring he, them all back. But also, he chose to be in those movies. I mean... Yeah, but he didn't, like... He didn't, like... Insist that Hollywood start just rebooting everything. No, but, okay, so... Oh, we'll, you mean to be in, to be sequel in the sequel To be in the sequels,
0: yeah. We'll give him a pass for
1: the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, but I, I like to pretend like he's in a one-man goal. Like, I want to kill off each of my iconic characters. Like, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised in Indiana Jones 5 that he's like, kill him.
0: I can't believe they're doing that.
1: Anyway, we've been on a... Odd-numbered, odd-numbered Indiana Joneses are good.
0: Yeah, that's true. Come I on. mean, we have a
1: pretty small sample yeah, gotta this. get through the evens to get to the odds. <laughs>
0: Um okay so he's not in this movie. Um is there any other voices that we
1: would recognize? Uh well if you or are a he? big fan or if you're <laughs> a big fan of uh voiceovers Chris the late unfortunately Christine Cavanaugh is the voice of Babe. You might recognize her as Jay Sherman's son. <laughs> uh she yeah. actually has a very recognizable oh, she's voice. Oh she's Babe. Yeah, okay. She's babe. the Babe.
0: I'm going to do babe. a lot, We're going to do a lot of Dennis Miller impersonations and babe. unfortunately. And babe.
1: I think you're a sheepdog, <laughs> man. Um, is there any, like. I'm trying to other. think who else. I feel like there are. Uh, no, you know what? There are no other. They're all. This just one has the, actors. Uh, has the mice, right? And with the, there are the... a singing, like a Greek chorus of mice. Okay. It's very episodic. It's based, I think, on a children's book. Mm, Charlotte's Web. So it has that feel of like a children's <laughs> a children's book of like there's just like oh this time is the one where Babe got into the farmhouse and ah. this time is the time that Babe you know shot up but heroin. There's, there's like an arc. to
0: that. You know what? We'll watch it. I'll find out. <laughs> you know what? We're about to find out <laughs> shortly. But I do like this movie a lot.
1: Okay. Um, I have no. And you know very who else few. liked it? The late uh Gene Siskel. Mm. So. He died watching this movie.
0: <laughs> he died because his last of this
1: moment movie. was putting his thumb up for the movie. That'll do. <laughs> That's not funny, poor guy. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> um, Damon owns this on so digital. Come on, so
1: come on by, digital for an video orderly disc. Queue.
0: Um, so uh, You know what
1: I heard? Like, I know you. this is the second time in a row, second episode in a row, you've yeah. referred to it as digital vid- video. That's what disc. DVD stands for. No, right? it doesn't stand for anything. Really? Yeah.
0: Are you just making that up?
1: <laughs> you can't, I just started realizing. It was one of those things where I'm like, I've heard that. And then I started to realize, like, <laughs> have I heard that? Or was it about something else? Oh, God. No. No, You know what I'm thinking? IRA. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've shaken my confidence, I'll tell you that much. I am good at that, I will say that. Just stay confident and just make eye contact. Yeah. Stands for nothing. All you've believed in is face. Face? What am I saying? False. Direct Vladimir. Yeah, they named it after the the founder, Direct Vladimir. Dollars. Dollars, yep. Nailed it. You (laughs) Mm -hmm. got it. All the um, things we associate with DVDs. I will not. Directness. I'll tell you what. Russian people <laughs> and money. I
0: will not be a party to spreading uh, falsities. So we're going to look that factoids. up. Factoids. We're going to find out. No, factoids and falsities, which I'm not Actually,
1: sure. Actually, factoid. Word. Here's another one. Factoid <laughs> originally means that the f- you are stating a falsehood as a fact.
0: Is that true? Yeah. Is it? Now I don't know anything. DJ, look at my eyes. You yeah. are making eye contact. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm also
1: not blinking.
0: <laughs> my
1: eyes are crossing over.
0: Oh, boy. Let's get them... Uh, Babe! Get the, let's get those eyes moistened up. Let's go watch Oh, Babe. yeah.
1: Thank, good segue. Dude. Good segue. <laughs> we'll
0: be back in a minute. Damon, let me tell you a story. Yeah. About... Before we get back to the podcast, about two scrappy little piglets who decided to start a podcast together.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Against all odds, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we? Are we the piglets? Yes. Are you calling me a piglet? Yeah. 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 Is this because I have 18 nipples? You know, it was
0: it was something they did. Uh, it was a labor of love. Uh, they had some fans, some friends who would listen, and uh, it got it got a little expensive for them, and so
1: they started a a Patreon. <laughs> Did it get expensive for them? I mean, I literally own Babe. I brought it. The expense was pizza. This I is, bought some wine.
0: I feel like you're uh, underestimating uh, the the hosting costs of a podcast because you don't pay them. That's
1: a good point. Uh, that's a good point. I also bring in a new mic every week. Because, yeah. look, I... I just don't want to talk into a can that's already been talked in.
0: Tom Brady has a new pair of socks every day. Damon brings a new microphone every <laughs> time we record. It's just, so it's the luxury of having a Patreon. Patreon.com slash your child is an idiot. Allow Damon his luxuries, won't you? And help the two scrappy, I forgot to tie it the back piglets. around to the piglets. Yeah, the piglets. Help the two scrappy piglets who who think they're broadcasters. Yeah. And like the, the kindly farmer. Like
1: Terry Bradshaw and. Michael Strahan yeah he's a person he's got gapped teeth it's true you know who else does James David Cromwell Letterman. oh yeah
0: back to the podcast
1: flawless segue bat but it leads to not a segue it just leads to you cutting you edit this part out so it's really almost like why do you bring up James Cromwell because in a lot of ways it's pointless Back. Oh, what a fun time. Uh, you know what what's a great feeling? What's that? When I know I enjoyed the movie and I know you didn't, <laughs> that's the best feeling. Because it makes me feel like I've got friends that will support me in my opinions.
0: Um before we we start talking Spoiler about the movie, on that. we have to talk about The two things we were talking about before we left factoid. Yeah. Which uh, is indeed true originally.
1: Let me tell you something. I would love, I know you already started answering, but I would love to revisit these and I am confident in my correctness. You were correct. In all things. In all things. In both (laughs) things.
0: Specifically, you said the factoid originally meant something that was just repeated enough that even though it wasn't true. Uh, and presented as fact. And that, Factoid. Is, that is correct. Yeah. But it can also now the context. Oh, we're context, running
1: out of time. we got to get to the James Cromwell because we're running out of time. Through context. It does just also just mean
0: a brief fact. Running
1: now. out of time on the tape. We're going to have to what cut What was the other thing time. we were going to review? DVD. DVD.
0: So apparently it does stand for digital video disc, but DVD. It also stands for the more,
1: more accurate
0: Digital Versatile, versatile Disc? disc? Yeah. Uh, DVD manufacturers apparently got together at one point and be like, guys, video isn't all this thing does. Let's <laughs> say Digital Versatile Disc. It Even though no holds- one's ever going to say any of these except for some asshole trying to be pretentious on a podcast <laughs> 30 years from now. Well, uh, you know,
1: I, I, find it, right. I find it funny that you're attacking people calling it a Digital Versatile Disc. When you just spent, Five minutes Playing games on the Babe DVD Games that taught you adding Hold on I'm not done with my list yet Even though I just listed one thing Adding Counting You probably think I'm done now those no. are, same? are those not no. the same thing okay. No adding counting And wait who's that dark horse in the running Multiplying Ooh. You fucking asshole <laughs> I've never liked you. <laughs> Recap.
0: <laughs> Recapping Babe, Pig in the Country. Um,
1: this one was originally subtitled Pig in the Country to contrast with the sequel that they already knew they were writing yeah. Pig in the City. Uh, farmer adopts a pig. Yeah, well, yeah. Pig thinks it's a sheepdog. Yep. Ends up being a
0: pretty good sheepdog in terms of competition, but not in terms of biology. Farmer's proud. Credits. Yeah, yeah. Pig learned some lessons along the way. We'll I talk gotta about hand those. it to you. That's a recap. Right? <laughs> um, let's be honest. This movie is ninety percent iris transitions.
1: <laughs> I would say there are more iris transitions in this movie alone than in the entirety of the Looney Tunes. Yeah, just repertoire.
0: In case you don't know where you're talking, what we're talking about, that's like the the circle that. Closes in like ba, da, da, to a black ba, da, screen ba, da, or opens up.
1: Whatever you, when you when I sing that Looney Tunes song, what you're thinking of yeah. is an iris. Like where Porky, yeah, Porky yeah, Pig comes
0: out. out. That's that's, he, that's you know, an iris. he's popping out of an iris. Yeah, it's
1: because your iris in your eye contracts mm-hmm. like an iris yes. in the camera, right? Or your sphincter. Speaking of, <laughs> it was originally called David O. Selznick when he was directing Gone with the Wind. He said, "Close the sphincter on her."
0: You made a good point, though. You asked me what the iris count was, and I didn't start counting I wish enough. you had. Wish you had. I think we're close to 10. We're
1: probably, yeah. We're, we're getting, if we don't cross double digits, yeah. we're with, within we're, spinning
0: distance. Yeah, we're definitely knocking on the door of double digits at
1: hey, the Hey, double digits, can you come out to play? That's what we're saying. Now,
0: speaking of sphincters um, <laughs> and factoids, something you said in the middle of... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't even remember because I've had a lot of wine, but I can't wait to find out what it is. Rediscover as, it.
0: As uh, Ferdinand the duck is climbing the stairs in one scene, you said apropos <laughs> of, of not of nothing, but apropos of uh, apropos of a duck, <laughs> of a duck, on duck screen. being on screen. You said, did you know ducks don't have sphincters?
1: <laughs>
0: and I'll tell you what, I didn't. Did you look it up? I didn't. Um, let's do that right now. Here we go. tap, 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 tap. Why don't you come up with another factoid while I'm looking this up? Well, uh,
1: also, um, well, I'm glad you asked. First off, I'd like to thank you and your wife for hosting uh, the podcast in your home. Did you know that the country of New Zealand uh, was entirely invented by man? It was just sandbags piled up into (laughs) the Atlantic until, and by Atlantic, of course, I mean Pacific, until there was an island there, and they were like, here, let's film Lord of the Rings here, why don't we?
0: I this has got real medical real fast
1: no. this article. <laughs> oh my! The caudal part F and the st- no, no. I that's... see that, but I don't know why that's here. Just type into Google: Do ducks have sphincters? Yes I or did. no? I did.
0: Do ducks look? Look at exactly what I typed into the Google search bar. Use your glasses. Yeah, yeah. He's myopic. Um,
1: <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh. Uh, I love the article titled Waterfowl and the Issue of Sphincters. (laughs) But it's also
0: on (laughs) kingofdoodles.blogspot.com. So I'm not sure that's... uh... Oh, boy.
1: Just type in the um, Sphincters article here on... What is that? Nerdfighters wiki? I feel comfortable. By the way, your computer is just automatically downloading <laughs> downloading everything on a Russian server. Any just, server in Russia is being downloaded onto your computer. I've just right
0: got now. a lot of sphincter porn uh, just coming at me right now.
1: First off, we call it gay porn. I'll so what, don't be a racist about it.
0: My the time that we've now spent looking at this has now exceeded my interest in it.
1: Close. Oh wow. Uh, Good. Listener, you're gonna have to figure it out for yourself. You know what? Look that. Put when you You know how you make notes when you're listening to the podcast? Just write that. Down <laughs> Just for, go ahead and write that down. later. Um, okay, so well, let let yeah, since you, um, since I like this movie and I remember it, yeah. uh, can you talk about things you liked only about this movie? Challenge. Ooh. Okay. Um, am I? I avenger? have here. I will say on my notes. I even wrote down DJ liked the mice.
0: Yes, uh, there. At first, they were confusing because it's like, why are? What is this? But then they start singing, and you don't care anymore.
1: They sing "Blue Moon," and you were pleased.
0: I did like them singing. They're Blue sort
1: Moon. of a Greek chorus of mice that pop up during the little chapter headings.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't really. Eventually, you sort of get used to them. But at the beginning, they're not on screen. They're just saying the words. You which just hear them. Weird. Um, but then eventually you see the mice and you're like oh okay i, I don 't understand why they and did then that, for really.
1: a while what 's interesting you don't hear the you hear them, but you don't see them, and then a little guess what iris pops up showing them, yeah, and you see them during the chapter titles, and then, for the first time, you actually see them in within the context of they're the kind of always
0: crawling around,
1: yeah, but it takes a while until you get that point it 's like they're holding back on the mice. you know how like Steven Spielberg was like, <laughs> why don't I hold back on the shark?" yeah. That's what George Miller and the director of Babe huh, were uh, doing. They were holding back on the mice. Steven, I remember, Steven like, Spielberg. I remember, no, um,
0: false.
1: Uh, the marketing for Babe, like, really pushed the mice. They were really? really into the mice. So I already knew they were mice. But if I didn't have that knowledge, I would have been confused. I, yeah, I,
0: they were. The, the mice were fine, and they were even funny later on. But it's also like I, I'm the how they introduced them was confused. I'm not sure why they didn't just like have them like sort of bookending the story or whatever. But so I'm crossing out like the mice, and I'm putting hated. Mice. <laughs> Got it. Was confused by the mice would be more accurate. This I already wrote hated,
1: so it's in pen. So I can.
0: Oh, okay. In general, this movie was made for people that like animals more than me. That is
1: just Ooh, a fact. Yeah. Which is I mo- think like granted five it is most people. In, yeah. Five minutes in, I was like. Oh, DJ doesn't like animals. Yes. Yeah. Because be- I kept going, oh, look at his ha- I know,
0: I know for a fact, most of you out there listening are animal lovers. There's going to be a few of you that are like, right on, man. But most of you are going to be like, you're an asshole. And I get it. Agreed. I don't think that animal, animal abuse is funny or cool or anything like that. I just
1: am not an animal guy. Um, funny or Cool. Yeah, so if you're looking for me for approval if for If you're your, wearing your motorcycle jackets and sunglasses and you're kicking puppies... If you've got boxing gloves on and
0: you're just going to town on waterfowl, no, stop it. Maybe
1: a kangaroo. Cool guy DJ. they can the, defend
0: themselves. The Fonzie of podcasts says no. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, top-notch animal training. Uh, the The animals, like are doing kind of amazing things in this. Like, they're, like, looking, you know, even just for animals, like, they're looking at the camera all the time, they're going to different places together. Like, yeah, they're they're doing things that serve the purpose of the story. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. Like, having not been able to get a cat to do anything, and, you know, <laughs> having trouble getting uh-huh. a, a dog to sit down, uh, I think they're, uh, they did a pretty amazing I mean, drive. dogs,
1: I mean, dogs, I mean, not to Throw shit on what you just said, but dogs are kind of like known for sitting.
0: Sitting is the thing I was (laughs) saying I could barely do. Oh, they got them to do a lot more things. They got they got three dogs to jump through three different places in a fence. That's true for comedic effect. That's true. You do that, you fuck.
1: Well, first off, I am not three entities. So (laughs) first off, I feel like you're putting me at a disadvantage. You you train them to do that. Oh, I see. I'm saying the
0: animal. I'm complimenting the human. I found something human in this movie to compliment. That's you not James that Cromwell.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will. I, I guess one of my biggest complaints, and I'll start with my complaints because I have love for this movie and animals. Mm. I also don't think it's cool to beat animals. Strong stance. Oh,
0: there he goes. Johnny, come yeah. lately. <laughs> jumping on the don't kill
1: animals for sport. Train. Or fun. Or fun. Um, I think the beginning is really choppy. And part of it is like... yeah the choppiness due to the the tricks they use to get the animals to sort of be inhabit these characters it was very kind of like homeward boundish. ish yeah in the beginning yeah except yeah and because they added the element of you know having mixing puppetry and yeah. you know computer animation as well as just like oh the dog's barking have him say something instead right uh they they sometimes can come off i think what it reminded me especially at the beginning was have you ever watched like Um, an anime movie where it's Mm -hmm. obviously was filmed or, or animated for another language and then they dubbed it into English. And so all of a sudden everyone's talking over each other and people don't seem to be taking any break between lines because there was just so much in the Japanese. They were like, just cram a bunch of English in and see what happens. Sometimes there, there was that same feeling where the dialogue felt really rushed and it was like people were stepping on each other's lines. people, Sorry, animals were stepping on each other's lines well, because people giving voice to, sure. um, because you know they just sort of like well the pig moved and so we wanted to have a line there so get it in there while you have a chance yeah there was and uh, the
0: uh, and I agree that it was mostly in like the the beginning of the movie the first half especially it was like those older like um, not just Homer bound but those older like I'm thinking like Disney specials or whatever where they would like
1: Rocky Raccoon they
0: would just say you know that there would just be a voice there wouldn't be. They wouldn't make the animals pretend to talk like they did in this. They wouldn't like move their mouths around. Well, but they now would like
1: Rocky's going through the track. Well, and they would give them voices. so they'd be like little Bleh! hands.
0: But it was like weirdly, cho- like transitions were weird. Right. And yeah, there was there was a bit of that in the beginning, like the rooster duck thing, where the the uh, Ferdinand the duck is is crowing like a rooster, and the rooster gets mad, and the rooster like. Yells at him, but it's clear like those two animals were not filmed at the same
1: time. <laughs> and the roost is just like shaking his head. Yeah. And so they just added a Scottish it's like a comm- man It's like there. a commercial
0: where you see like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and they've clearly like never met. <laughs> <laughs> like they're both doing a Norelco commercial or something. <laughs> and you're like, this was not filmed in the same room. Um, Let's see, a good thing. Uh, People's
1: schedules, man. You can't get them together.
0: Christmas means carnage is a line that I'm going to be... Uh, saying i think
1: i mean if you were a duck or a pig you would agree
0: um okay that was my good thing do i need more of a good thing no you're
1: good yeah uh i do i did write down i love children's movies that hate children in this movie we see (laughs) at christmas time we see um farmer hoggett who is uh, james cromwell's character um and his wife mrs hoggett um their children and their grandchildren come and visit and the grandchildren are just horrible in a very roll doll type way yeah. just horrible children um augustus gloop and violet beauregard just come to visit um farmer hoggett through the first maybe third of the movie is working on this dollhouse and it never really is explained then it's what, for who it's for, but he's daughter. building this tiny little dollhouse and in at the midpoint of the movie we see, Oh, he's building it for his granddaughter, and she screams, It's not like the one on the television. I was yeah. like, Just kill her. And Farmer Hoggett at one point just leaves to further the plot. There are there are sheep poachers, but yeah. you also kind of understood like whatever this is, yeah. I gotta leave this house. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, this is a good time since we're talking about uh, James Cromwell, uh, Jim, I call him. That yeah, is it, one of my favorite things is like actors that either know each other or pretend like they know each other. Is like they're like, uh, oh yeah, when uh, we, I was at uh, Sizzler with T- Tommy Cruise and uh,
1: <laughs> anyway, um, you uh, oh you mean Jim? Oh yeah, we you, used to. Uh, he started a we started a bar together called Farmer Hoggett's Ale Lurie. You uh, seem to be uh, a little. Uh, Attracted to him Look I'm not going to lie to you I'm a man uh, Looking at another man m, Holding poster board that m for I, m. <laughs> I'm totally m for m uh, Farmer Hoggett He's got a little bit of the uh, Gin blossoms on his nose He <laughs> doesn't want to talk to his wife um, Seems <laughs> to be a great guy <laughs> Only munch. wants to hang around with them. He's got those, the those sideburns ups. I had in college yeah. By the way Bethany Bruner, Jeff Wright, Kelsey Gray, others. How did you let me get away with oh. that? Oh, I
0: feel like unfortunate facial hair in college is a rite of passage because
1: <laughs> it's like hazing for those who will never be hazed. Yeah. I, yeah, I had some sideburns just straight down the side. I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep touching my, I guess I wouldn't it's pick fine. up on that. It's
0: not a microphone. Should I it's keep fine.
1: talking into the microphone about how I'm doing this thing that won't pick up on the microphone? <laughs> I had some uh, sideburns that came down all the way to my, well, assumed theoretical jawline. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just uh, choices I made. It's and- like a shoreline. It's like
0: constantly <laughs> ebbing and flowing where yeah, it is. it's true. It's, it's, it's on weight loss. You know,
1: high tide, it's going to be coming up. I've had both. Up to the cheekbone.
0: I've had both. I've had uh, more than both. I've had uh, sideburns, like they go all the way down. I've had. Don't uh, say it. I've had a goatee. Okay, yeah. I've had just the bottom part of the goatee. I don't know what you call that. It, I've had a Van like Dyke. Like no mustache. I've had a Van Dyke. Yeah. I've had a goatee. Yeah. I've had a soul patch. I've had
1: a soul patch too. I've
0: had a soul stripe for a very brief period because I didn't wait, like that. That I'm was sorry. more of a joke. That's I don't think that's what it's really called. But Was it, was it like a, a
1: joke though? DJ, look at me. Look at me. I don't know. Look at me. Was it a joke?
0: I don't want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> that. will do, Damon. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, facial hair sometimes is something that uh, people do to compensate for their other facial features. Like maybe you can have <laughs> a, a nose a nose that you're self-conscious about and you want to distract
1: from that. Even. Sure, or, you know, you're uh, balding at 18. Maybe <laughs> maybe you just want to have hair where somewhere it will grow. I'm just saying it's hard
0: out there for very handsome guys like you and me.
1: Um, we just can have whatever facial hair we want because we're just so handsome. That let me going to grow it where is
0: this movie taking place and when is this movie taking place
1: i i want to i can't decide if that is I don't think it's a criticism for me for some reason it i like that aspect that it takes place nowhere yeah. the the scenery would make you believe it takes place in england, england there's yeah. there's hedgerows there's green there's sheepdog, hills, competitions. there's sheepdog competitions where tweed is present yeah um but they but,
0: do drive on the right side of the road they, they oh do, i didn't even pick up on that american yeah. accents uh which, you know... I
1: think it was filmed in Australia, which explains yes. the right side of the road. Right. Um, but I, James Cromwell is an American, I believe. No, he's got like a a little bit of a... No, I mean James Cromwell, the man. Oh, the man, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of people are talking in New England accents. Even uh, some of the actors, like Hugo Weaving, has almost like a, a Texas cowboy accent. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember her name is anymore, but... Uh, Miriam Margolis, who plays uh, Fly, Fly. Mm-hmm. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Flea. Um, she plays uh She also has an American accent, as does Babe, of course. But yeah. that's an American actor. Um, so what? It reminded me kind of of Tim Burton's Batman, where yeah.
0: it's in a, like, it doesn't
1: take place in a real time that you can like keep track of the men are wearing hats and tweed yes. in this movie and when they introduce uh, the a fax, fax machine. machine yeah the fax machine is the only
0: it seems more like an anachronism than the old stuff does like the fact that they're talking about a fax it's almost like their kids live in the modern world and they right. live and i think that is
1: in fact that might be point. like a, a probably i mean it's not a major problem with the movie but like that's about halfway through the movie they introduced this fax machine and it's sort of like a buzzkill a little bit for me where it's like, Oh, you've just sort of declared it as when it takes place. right? Yeah. Because fax machine is also a very narrow window in the history of communication between humans. Not if you ask banks and and real estate agents. Well, I do. I mean, my day job is working for banks and they finally gave up faxing me, which is appreciated. Please stop. I have one bank that still faxes me.
0: There's like, There was like a good five to 10 years there where people, there were just certain kind of old school businesses that were just insisting on faxes. And you're like, No. What is wrong with you?
1: Marriott, I'm not going to fax you my credit card information. You want me to
0: write you a check? Um,
1: (laughs) I haven't seen the check in a while.
0: um, Okay, so you need another good thing? Are you. No,
1: I'm probably good. I am attracted to James Cromwell. I have that in my notes. Uh, I think the the one of the weird things about this movie is the pacing, like mm-hmm. at the beginning it 's very episodic, like oh uh kind of like It's episod it like wants to be more episodic in that it's doing
0: all these iris transitions and and place cards all over it.
1: You focused on the iris transitions as like that's a sign of the ending. And I understand why. Hold on. I understand why. (laughs) I understand why. Like that was a poor choice on their part. Yeah. But I feel like the chapter headings is what you should be focusing on. I feel like the chapter headings are like, oh well, here's the adventure of Babe and Ferdinand going into the house when they shouldn't have and getting in trouble and like be, being forced out of the barnhouse like to that it felt like oh i'm reading a kids book right and then the last half is has this arc it's all all of a sudden like the the movie's like oh shit what the hell we're already halfway through this thing <laughs> we got to we got to get we got to get to the sheepdog competition shit um and part of me is a little bit frustrated by that because the first half of the movie is not the part i think of right but the yeah. first half also establishes who Farmer Hoggett is as a person, which makes that payoff at the end really all that more right. momentous. I would, um,
0: I would be curious to like check out the actual book. Right. B- book or books? Is it just one? I don't know. The actual stories that it came from and see how, like if, that, if that's why, because they kind of got it directly. I have from. a feeling
1: it, it's probably yeah, lifted sure, directly from yeah. the books. And that or sort of makes sense. Book. Books. Um, but Farmer Hoggett, I wrote down James Cromwell is our is a great MVP. Is there a vice MVP in sports? Yes, definitely. Because I would it, give that to... Because MVP dies, they have to have somebody to take right, the place. Who takes who yeah. takes on the role... Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, the, the, the Mrs. Hoggett, Esme Hoggett, the woman who plays her, is fantastic. Like, yeah. I think yeah. she's great. She
0: is great. I think, and
1: she's, like, in her early 30s, she's playing a 60-year-old woman married to a 60-something James Cromwell. Which, yeah, that was,
0: that was pretty surprising when we uh, read that in the trivia. And I had the, no idea. I feel like uh, she should win the MVP simply because James Cromwell is too obvious. Like, he got an uh, Academy I mean, Award the, no- yeah. nomination, and, like, you know,
1: he's the star of the movie. Like, but It's like saying Michael Keaton is the MVP of Beetlejuice. Right. It's It's Catherine O'Hara. Right. It's it's that's why we named it the Catherine O'Hara MVP Award. (laughs) In memoriam.
0: (laughs) If she ever does die, we have to go back and edit
1: all these podcasts. But he, I mean, he is really great. I mean, he is given very very I mean, I wouldn't say very little to do, but he's given very few lines to actually read. It's all about being kind of an awkward antisocial type of guy. Not antisocial, but just grumpy-ish but also not like I he's, mean, he's not even grumpy he just yeah. doesn't want to be around people yeah so i guess pretty, anti-socialist yeah. <laughs> is the right one he's not a mean person no. he just hates everyone he ever meets <laughs> um i i just think he's like i he is really amazing in this movie and he's very good. when he gets that line at the end that'll do big that'll do um it really is this momentous payoff that makes me completely forget how kind of like uneven the first half of this movie is because it's such a fantastic payoff that it makes me cry every time.
0: Can, I, I was saving this for later, but can we, let's go ahead and talk about that. Let's why, talk about it. Why is that so I don't know. Do you think? Because it wasn't, it was first it off. Was,
1: I have daddy issues. Let's just okay. get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, It was nice.
0: Like, I'm not going to say it wasn't nice to me. But it didn't hit me in the way that people, like, people are talking about, like... Cause that's a, And maybe it's mostly you, because we've hung out before. I guess, I guess
1: what I read from Farmer Hoggett is, like, he's a person who only speaks... I think the movie sets him up as a person... He, I mean, it literally says at one point, the narrator of the movie says, Farmer Hoggett is an honest man, and when he's filling out his entry form for the sheepdog yeah. competition, he knew that if it said, what is the name of the dog, that he wouldn't be able to continue, because right. he would be lying, be lying, anything after that. And so I feel like, to me... Like, he is a very quiet man, and he's a very honest man, and so when he says, that'll do, pig, that'll do, I mean, he means it. There's no, like, other meaning. He and means, there's, that will do. I guess he chooses his words wisely, and yeah. he knows that just because no one's talking doesn't mean that he has to talk. And so I feel like when he speaks, he commands attention because he has chosen this time to speak, because he chooses often more often than not, to not speak.
0: So when you when you hear, that'll do, Pig, you're hearing... You've you're, done a great job. You're hearing, you're my son and I love you,
1: <laughs> Is that what's going on? Possibly. Okay, all right. I will say, I have a good relationship with my dad. Yeah. He says he loves me, Your Honor. Um, but I, I guess... Yeah, I think it... I, I take it as maybe... Like, Again, I think there is a idea of masculinity, absolutely, yeah. where where strong men stay quiet and they don't speak their minds and they don't say uh, maybe exactly what's on their mind. And with Farmer Hoggett, I think that the fact that he says so little is powerful, and the fact that he says that'll do and it's such a mediocre phrase or not a mediocre phrase, but almost. You know, you've reached the bottom of the barrel. Like you've you've done the minimum of what you were expected to do. But the fact that I said something about it means a lot.
0: And it's the first thing he says to the to Babe when he sees him. Right. He's weighing him at the.
1: He says, "Come, pig. That'll do, pig." Those are the things he says to the pig. And then he sings that fucking song for the pig when he's sick. See, that
0: was that was way more powerful to me than that'll do pig. And I know right. I'm I'm not again I'm not shitting on that'll do pig. But big.
1: when the camera is pointed direct and James there Cromwell's was a, directly looking at it you. Was a direct, he's backlit by yeah. the sun like an angel would be. <laughs> and he's and he's kind of handsome in a way that it's not weird if yeah. you say so DJ we're in a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> he he's also like tearing up when yeah, he says he's that. Obvious. Yeah, that I think is yeah. also powerful like Absolutely. the fact that he is yeah. actually showing a physical emotion. Yeah. I get that. I
0: I I think that's that's a good point. The- I
1: will say that the song, him singing the song because his wife's away and no one's looking at him and he can, yeah. he's trying to babe gets sick, babe gets lost out in the uh hinterlands. Yeah. Um, and gets sick and gets a cold right before the competition. So to nurse him back to help health and to sort of encourage him to drink fluids, uh um. <laughs> Farmer Hoggett sings this song, which is also like, it's lyrics to the theme of the whole movie, like the whole like babe theme that runs through the whole movie. He puts words to and sings. It's very sweet. It's a very sweet moment. moment. And then he realizes that all the barnyard animals are looking at him and he sort of glowers again and puts his hat slightly askew back on.
0: Yeah. So at one point the uh, the children come over not the uh, the grandchildren. Well, their children. I don't know if it's his son and her wife or her whatever. It does Right, but like they're, they're kids and then their kids' kids. So
1: I took it as their daughter and her husband. Yeah. So her husband. Uh, or says maybe something they're about, both the children, and they've got like a Cersei Jamie thing going on. Ah, uh, maybe. And they've, like, bred some incest
0: babies. Uh, that happened a lot in 20s England. <laughs> With fax machines? <laughs> um, but he, the son-in-law, or son or whatever. Uh, oh, you want to complain about finances. He co- brings up, and it's part of, like, because they they paint the uh, children, and especially the grandchildren, like you said, as, like, really obnoxious. Uh, as like they're supposed to be terrible, but he's talking to him about he's like you're spending more than you make every month. Mm-hmm. There's no way this is sustainable, which is very true. No matter what business you're, that's running.
1: just basic economics, Farmer Hoggett.
0: Yeah, uh, I just thought that was funny because it was like I, I like it when paint like movies paint pretty reasonable people <laughs> as villains, as bastards like the EPA guy in and Ghostbusters who. Is a total
1: dick, but also, but right, he's kind of right. <laughs> Don't pollute a major metropolitan area, Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, Walter Peck, you g- son of a bitch.
0: Um, yeah, need,
1: yeah I no, got need. nothing else. Okay. I mean, this movie's uh, great. Um, can we talk about sheep eyes for a second? Fucking demons on Earth. They
0: have the weirdest eyes, and I'm sure many of you by now have. Google cheap eyes just do it in now. your life. If you haven't, we'll wait. Go ahead and do it. Better yet, we won't. Pause this if you want to look it up. Uh but they're yeah, they have like, you know, regular shaped eyes, but their pupils <laughs> are like rectangles, sort of. Like yeah, they're not sort of, evenly shaped. Yeah, they're
1: like rounded rectangles.
0: Uh, it's like Hypnotoad on Futurama. <laughs> they have like oh. craziest
1: but you know what? I found out it's so animals that tend to have uh, eyes on the sides of their heads tend to have those pupils because they allow more light in and they can see around on yeah. sure more of a There's some fucking purpose area.
0: for it, but it's area. terrifying.
1: Horses have them too.
0: Especially those. The, yeah, uh, I don't
1: see you bashing horses.
0: Uh, I think horses are flawless,
1: magnificent beasts.
0: <laughs> Actually, they're terrifying also. Just kick you on the head whenever they want, and it's also like weird that they're kind of muscular in a weird
1: way. You know what I mean? You're into them. <laughs> don't be into. Horses I also in that would way. get. I I was the kid in your class that could draw, and I would always get asked. This is sexist, but girls would ask me to draw horses, Horse and girls. I was like, No, I don't want to. Four-legged animals are hard, you guys. Yeah. Because you draw the first four legs, and then you draw the back legs, and you realize they don't match up, first so you try and pretend the horse is standing on a weird hill, <laughs> but it still looks weird. Ah, oh! April Chamberlain, I will never forgive you. Ooh. She also played Alice in our school play. It's I was the white simple rabbit.
0: simple fucking perspective, Damon. Learn it. I don't want to talk it. about it anymore. Um... I so did like. Oh. I did like the line. Uh, oh, that sounds like a nasty cough. Like when the cat uh, when the cat <laughs> when hisses, the cat at, hisses him. at him. That was pretty funny. I I think I'm vaguely remembering like when a cat has hissed at my one of my friends, them saying something like that, like when <laughs> <laughs> they go, Ooh, "nasty cough." Um, let's talk about
1: cats really quick. Oh um, yeah. when they do hiss, like sometimes you don't notice it. Like it's it's so like. It can just fade into the white noise of the room. That when you're reaching for them under a dresser, that you can't you can <laughs> tell. So specific that <laughs> you can't tell that they just hissed at you, and you're like, "Did you just hiss at me?" Or did the air conditioner just come on? And it's like, I, if you're angry at me, you wanna I want to talk you to about know. Your cat, Tippi. I want I want to know if you're angry at me. Like if you're mad, yell at me. Don't like. <laughs>
0: Well, let me answer your question. It's a cat, so yes, it's angry with you. <laughs> they're just little furry balls of rage.
1: But they're so good.
0: Um, they Taylor. got toe
1: beans. Okay.
0: Russie Taylor, who voiced Duchess, the evil cat, yes. in this film, um, also plays Martin and the, the twin girls on Simpsons.
1: I believe you're uh, looking for the name Sherry
0: and Terry. Sherry and Terry. I said the twins because... I don't think that many people would know their names. <laughs> uh, she also did Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Webigail on the old DuckTales. Wow,
1: I hope she got four checks. No, I bet she got four seventy-seven cents on the dollar checks.
0: Check out episode blah, blah, blah when we blah, talked blah, about DuckTales. Um, but anyway, that's nice. They got some actual uh, voice actors. Like voice over actors. Yeah. That we were t- talking about that a little bit. Like, if this movie were released today, like, at least half or more of the cast would be known actors. George
1: Clooney. Half of the cast would be George Clooney. Yeah. I remember seeing, in a similar vein, I saw the Charlotte's Web movie that they made a few years ago, and by a few years, probably 10 years by now. And I remember Charlotte is played by Julia Roberts, and I was like, you don't really have a voiceover voice. You just sort of... You definitely have a voice. I can't deny it. You (laughs) definitely you know, push air through your larynx and form words, I can't deny it, but you are not a person who needs to be only a voice. You should be grabbing at jewelry and boxes and laughing and charming the <laughs> hell out of all of us, but you don't need to just be a voice. Like, you have to have some voice that well has some distinction, and Julia Roberts doesn't really have a distinctive voice, and I remember that was the first time I was like, guys, just get a real voiceover artist in here.
0: When I, like, I- uh, the The argument is that it sells more tickets, but that you have a, a marquee name. But I'm not sure. It de- what that six can't year
1: be true. old is like? Oh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, exactly. Just, I just saw *E. Pray Love*. I guess I'll see *Charlotte's Web*. I'll it's head a, on in. I don't
0: know if it's supposed to get the parents or what, but it's a weird thing because there are some there's some actors that do a great job as voiceover actors, but there are also people that have like. Train their entire lives to be voiceover actors, and they're amazing. Right. And, and they then, do. they like, I can characters. play six of these
1: characters if you
0: want. Yeah, and then there are people who are just famous actors who may be good actors. Like, there's nothing wrong with Julia Roberts as an actress, but like, yeah, she's just like not good at this thing, right? And because she hasn't spent years, you know, honing her craft as the same way she had has with acting.
1: And you also know she just came in like one afternoon and filmed the whole movie.
0: Well, and yeah, the the. You know, big time actors, actors and actresses love that gig because they're like, "Oh, I get to cash my million dollar check." Yeah, I'll do just...
1: *Land Before Time* eighty eight.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: money, please. Classic Julia Roberts. <laughs> she is a penny pinching bitch. <laughs> I don't know,
0: that's dumb. I tried to come up with a list of themes, like trying to like to see if there was an overarching. Like point to this film beyond yeah. beyond the cute I mean not I don't mean that in an insulting way. I just mean like if there was they were trying to say something. And uh there are definitely some some themes, you know, they, they it's kind of like a there's like a racism xenophobia, like the you know, of the dog's prejudice versus the, uh-huh. Yeah, prejudice is a better word to use. Uh the duck says he's anorexic at one point. Wait, what? He says did anorexic. Did I miss that? Did he say anorexic duck or did he use a different word that just sounds like anorexic? what part well he says something he the duck ferdinand refers to himself as an anorexic duck
1: i miss that if it happened, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up i'll be right here wow what i suppose the life of an
0: anorexic duck doesn't amount to much in the broad scheme of things That's a line what do you think he movie. means
1: because he hasn't been eating so he doesn't get eaten is that the idea Oh. <laughs> you just thought he had a problem. Yeah. I just like He I, reads all those duck fashion magazines and you thought like he he just had an eating disorder. The irresponsible duck media. All Did these, I hear ya? all
0: these supermodel ducks with their sphincters. <laughs> They're
1: surgically implanted sphincters
0: there's a little bit of uh you know individualism kind of theme to it, you know like uh Ferdinand sure. not just he doesn't just want to not be eaten he also doesn't want to be like everyone else he doesn't want to be a duck
1: right pa- partly
0: because ducks get eaten, which is fair, but also just because he likes crowing like he a wants rooster. to crow, he wants yeah. to have a
1: reason for being there, yeah,
0: and there's a little bit with like uh with uh, what's mrs hoggins the hoggett uh, um her greed when like, uh, um, fuck, what's the farmer's name?
1: Farmer Hoggett. When Farmer Hoggett <laughs> uses,
0: uses like her lust for the gold at the, at the oh, county right. fairs to, against her kind of to co- convince her not to kill babe. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of gluttony with her like big, like fat pick, little pick, pig. Pick. And yeah. Uh, But I don't know if there's any of these are like overarching themes, but it's...
1: I mean, the prejudice, I would say, is the overarching theme. That is the main motif of like the story. Yeah. Well, and and because, you know... It's like just because you've been born into this one place doesn't mean that's where you have to be for your entire life. And Babe uses, you know,
0: good manners and politeness to the sheep and they listen to him as opposed to... True.
1: So he also revolutionizes sheepdogging. Yeah, he's the Leia Coca of (laughs) sheepdogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, He's the Henry Ford of (laughs) sheepdogs, but with a lot less Mm. anti-Semitism. Who can can say? You ever gotten paid drunk? He's got some shit He's got some stuff.
0: We got some recordings that when they get out, he's going to be blacklisted
1: in Hollywood. I'll tell you that much.
0: (laughs) All right. So we do the verdict.
1: I think this is a great movie. I love it. Your inner child is not an idiot. I would say it's more uneven than you probably remember. But... I would say the last half makes up for the first half.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say Uran is not an idiot. I, I if you haven't seen it like me and you're now an old man like me, uh <laughs> I don't think it's worth watching. However, if you but have if nostalgia, you see see it as a
1: kid when you were a little boy and now you're an old woman, then you're maybe, gonna love it. Yeah. Um
0: but yeah, if you if you have nostalgia for this film, I think it's gonna be fine. Like I agree agreed that it might be just kind of a little bit choppier. Then you remember, but you're still going to love all the beats are there. Uh, and it's Crone. beautiful.
1: It's Wouldn't really great.
0: It's wonderfully shot. The The animals are cute. You know, so <laughs> even if you don't the animals are fucking cute or well, something, you know, I can't give you much. They want All their
1: parts or something. That's about all I can give you. Except for sphincters. Lot Piglet's cute. The puppies
0: are cute. Yep. Uh, the little uh the, actually the the sheep that he
1: chases Ma? around
0: at the end. Are very cute. I think the oh yeah the, bl- the black balls the yeah. black faced yeah. white
1: ones yeah they're great. I think great.
0: those are cuter than the the wow. ones we come to know and love in the wow. movie. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wow. especially if you like, I guess
0: if you if you're even if you didn't watch this when when you were younger, but you really like animals, maybe you would kind of get past some of the unevenness of the movie itself to to like it. Uh, just
1: the, also if you're a George Miller fan, if you loved uh, Mad Max, yeah especially Mad Max Fury Road. He's the producer. This is his, like one of his... Uh, what would you say? What's the phrase I'm looking for?
0: Yeah, he, this was a, a passion project for him. Labor
1: of love! Yeah. Oh,
0: Jesus. Yeah, he uh, about 10 years before this came out, he, he heard it, that we watched the DVD extras. <laughs> the digital personal it. disc extras. Of course, of course. But he, he heard a clip of the... Um, of the book being read on a, pl- a plane, and then bought the book when he got home, and then immediately tried to license the rights. And it took him almost ten years just to like figure out the filming and get the rights. And he really wanted to film he in said Australia. That he had and, to wait
1: for the technology to catch yeah, up to what he wanted to do. Yeah,
0: there was a lot of George Miller esque reasons. Probably why it there took was a, a lot while,
1: of but, like like. Retrofitting the history to make yeah. it work out to make him look more awesome than than right. necessary. Nothing against George Miller, I just know he's a human,
0: right? And it did. Uh, it's it's beautifully shot. The you know, like I said, the training of the animals is really impressive. The the the, the, uh, the house actual itself, like one of the things I loved. Cool. It's
1: like it's not built. Uh, to regulation, that's all I'll yeah. say. Like, all the walls just seem to, like, grow out at different angles. It was, I can see this as, movie. like,
0: a children's book. You know what yeah. I mean? Even ha- having not read the original book at all, uh, it's very, like, storybook-esque in every way. And, uh, yeah, and James is great. So, I yeah, I agree with you.
1: Great. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Wait, no need, because we already watched it.
0: <laughs> what do you think? Call our hotline, leave us a message. 615 576 Zero five two five. Do you want a new name for it? Party line.
1: I want people to call in and they'll be connected with other your inner child is an idiot listeners, and then you know they'll hook up on the phone.
0: Um, if you leave a message that uh, is funny or we like or has something good to say, we'll play it on the show. Um, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, YICIAI. Uh, you can find us on our website, your inner child is an Idiot.com, which will redirect you to our Patreon page. Uh, where you can become a member and support this podcast. It really helps us uh, keep doing this and uh, keep the lights on, so to speak. My lights are staying on. but I mean,
1: it's your house, so yeah, I feel like I, kinda, I can't be responsible for your, yeah. your electric bill, Look, really. Look,
0: I'm just trying to make a living here. I'm trying to make an honest living. It's mucho dinero. I'm learning Spanish.
1: Um, Robert De Niro, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, thank you to our current patrons, Larissa Maestro. Din McIntyre. Jonathan Day. Ghost in the verbs. Joshua Nicholson. You guys are awesome. Jack Nicholson's son. Yeah.
1: Did I already do that joke? Yeah, you made that joke last <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> what a great time. Well, let me try another one. Jack Nicholas's son. The end. ram you. Baram you. Damon. Oh. That'll do. That'll do. Are you pooping or crying? More audible (laughs) (laughs) wincing.